Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, I am very, very upset with the way that Rob Thompson managed last night's game from the starting lineup to the last pitch. Trey Turner's in trouble. The Phillies need to bounce back tonight, and we'll have off the poll for you responses on what to do at the trade deadline. All of that on what's sure to be a spirited episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is indeed another episode of Locked on Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Let's get the pleasantries out of the way. You can hear me on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia, on the TV as well. Uh, listen to me here for the past couple of years as your host of Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you much, uh, so much for checking us out. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing on the YouTube, all that good stuff. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our friends over at Game Time. Okay, got all of that out of the way. Now let's jump into what in the world went on last night between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Baltimore Orioles. First of all, uh, I'm going to do a positive real quick. Props to Christopher Sanchez. Career high in innings pitched. He threw seven innings. He had eight strikeouts. He's been outstanding. His teammates have let him down when he's bet on the mound, but he himself, his individual effort this year, deserves commending. Great job by Christopher Sanchez in last night's game. Outside of him, I don't know who else we're talking about positively, but let's start with the manager because Rob Thompson drove me insane. And it might have been, it legitimately might have been, his worst managed game of his time being Philadelphia Phillies manager. So first of all, Thompson goes ahead and he sets the lineup for last night's game. And I get it. They played a weekend series. They didn't have a day off in between uh, being in Cleveland and being here. I understand. There are going to be some guys that are going to be a little bit tired that you want to try and get rest. What I didn't expect was for Rob Thompson to rest literally like everybody. It's insane. This looked like a spring training lineup. And you're playing the Baltimore Orioles, who are currently the top team in the American League East. Here was the lineup. For your Philadelphia Phillies. Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Stott, all look good. But the bottom four in this lineup were Josh Harrison giving Alec Bohm a day off. Jake Cave playing first base, uh, meaning that Kyle Schwarber was going to have to play the outfield. Garrett Stubbs catching. I don't really have an issue with that one because JT plays basically every day and you need to get him out sometimes to save it. Then Johan Rojas in center, which means Brandon Marsh and Alec Bohm both sitting. Uh, it was just... It was unbelievable. I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't get how that lineup is potentially productive, and I don't get how you have to rest all of those guys on the same day. That seems insane to me. So immediately off the bat, the lineup, it was just like, oh, what, what are we doing? And I kind of brought up in yesterday's episode that the bottom four of that lineup, not good statistically, did not look good to me, resting a bunch of guys. But the Phillies pitching and Christopher Sanchez held them in the game a little bit. Well, yeah, it held them in the game probably more than they should have because the Phillies squandered an opportunity early in this one. There was a ball hit to Aaron Hicks in center field by Johan Rojas. Hicks dives and lays out for it. 
uh, tries to make the play. You could see he rolled up on his wrist kind of awkwardly, and he also rolled over like he was trying to hide that the ball came out. And Kyle Schwarber, as an outfielder, recognized it from the on-deck circle. He's immediately yelling at the dugout to challenge. They showed the replay on the TV broadcast. It clearly looks like from the second angle they showed, the ball comes out of the glove. Like it was cut and dry. The catch was not made. And the Phillies just don't challenge it. Like they just choose not to have a runner on base. I don't understand. Rob Thompson said they didn't have the camera angle. We'll have the camera angle. You got to. Like we got it here. And even if you don't, your veteran outfielder who's out there all the time, who knows what it looks like. Yeah, I didn't even mean it this way, but I'll say it this way. He knows what it looks like to drop a fly ball every once in a while. We'll talk more about that later. But Kyle Schwarber tells you it's down. At some point, maybe just trust him. Just be like, wow, he's adamant. Let's give it a look anyway. Because maybe they didn't have the second camera angle, but still, like, you just, you got, if you know baseball, if you've watched a lot of baseball, you saw that play and you thought that looked weird. That looked like he was covering up that he dropped it. Not just because of the injury, but because of that. So that was a blunder. The Phillies didn't challenge, doesn't work out. Then you go ahead and you have base running errors late in this one where Johan Rojas gets picked off second. Not picked off, but a line drive gets hit and he gets thrown out a second, doubled off in a situation where you had first and second with no outs. That's impossible. Like, that can't happen. I get he's a young player. That cannot be allowed to happen. And then Bryce Harper on Nick Cassianis' RBI single in the – was that in the ninth inning? Yeah, I believe it was in the ninth inning. That uh, ties up the ballgame. Bryce Harper goes out there, and he tries to score from second. Dusty Watson sends him. He's out. Um, the throw is a little bit offline, but, I mean, it was an inadvisable send. I get that they were trying to be aggressive. And my issue is not so much with Bryce Harper on the base running there, and it's not even really with Johan Roa. Like, yes, Johan Roas made the wrong decision. He took an extra hop, should have froze, got doubled off because of it. What Like, that stuff happens to veteran players. That stuff happens to young players. It happens more to rookie players like that. And the moment's big for him, and he wants to try and score. And the Bryce Harper thing's being aggressive in the spot. So why am I mad at it? Well, because it's been happening over and over and over and over again all season long. And I know Rob Thompson is not the base running coach, but he's the manager. Everything falls under his jurisdiction. And when you see troubling trends like that, you have to do something to fix them. He clearly hasn't done enough to fix them this year because they continue to happen. So not happy with that. And then you tie the ball game up in the night. Kyle Schwarber's just hit. You got a situation where you need to play defense. So what do you do? Well, you take the worst defensive player in all the baseball off the field, and you put Brandon Marsh, who's a plus defender, out there. That would seem to make sense, right? I would enjoy that. But Rob Thompson, asleep at the wheel yesterday, decides that's not what he's going to do. He puts Kyle Schwarber out in left field again for no reason. I guess he thought the lineup was going to get back around to Schwarber. Guess what? Brandon Marsh... Higher OPS, higher batting average. Wouldn't mind Marsh being out there. Both lefties. Like, I'd almost take Marsh late game situation. Now, I know Kyle Schwarber can hit the ball out of the yard, and he's done so like 27 times this year, 26 times this year, whatever it is. But Marsh is a good player. It's not like you're putting, I don't know, nobody out there that can't hit at the major league level. That literally cost him the game because a fly ball got hit down the left field line that Kyle Schwarber laid out for, tipped off the edge of his glove. Just didn't get there. I find it hard to believe that Brandon Marsh doesn't make that play if Kyle Schwarber's getting there. So, and I can't believe Kyle Schwarber. It's not his fault. He made a great effort. It's just not fast enough. And Brandon Marsh would have been. Just an insanely bad game for Rob Thompson. And a lot of people are very mad with the Phillies manager right now. 
I was upset last night, and I put out a tweet that Rob Thompson deserves to be highly criticized for this game. And that's what I'm doing right now here on this podcast. But a lot of the fan base, there were calls, fire him, fire him. This guy stinks. He's costing the Phillies this season. People are really turned on Rob Thompson. I'm not saying any of those things. I don't think he deserves to be fired. I don't think he cost them this season. Like, there's still a long way to go. But to tell you how the fan base is feeling, they certainly have a facet of the fan base that would get rid of Rob Thompson today, no questions asked. And that's a guy that won the National League pennant last year. It hasn't been a good year for the Philadelphia Phillies or Rob Thompson. They have a chance to bounce back tonight. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, game two against the Orioles. That game may be delayed because as I look out my window right now, it's a torrential downpour here at about 4.20 p.m. here in uh, northeast Philadelphia. Not far, I'm about a mile and a half from the stadium complex. Yeah, good good luck uh, trying to get this game started on time at 6.40 because the weather looks nasty. But they'll play at some point tonight, and you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. We'll talk about that game coming up, and we'll talk about, well, Trey Turner and how he needs to bounce back tonight from one of his worst nights ever. He got majorly covered up by Rob Thompson's issues, but he had a really, really rough night as well. We'll talk Trey Turner and game two coming up as we continue Lock on Phillies. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about my friends over at Game Time. All right. There could be a situation like what's going on right now. The weather's rainy. People decide not to go. The game starts now or late. Everything ends up being fine. It becomes an instant classic game. You would have wished you would have been there. Well, you can last second with Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. You got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. I mean, last night, with all the mistakes, it was a brutal game as a Phillies fan. But it was objectively a really tight baseball game between two teams. Would have been a fun one to be at. Could have been there with game time. Go ahead and check it out. I mean, you forget planning months in advance. I could get tickets for tonight's game right now on game time. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Plus, you get pictures of your seat before you go, so you know what you're looking at. It's just You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, a couple of taps. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You're not waiting for an email from someone to transfer them, no. They're sent right to your phone when you purchase them. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's get into Game Two. Phillies Orioles, six forty p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the scheduled start time. Like I just told you, some weather rolling in, uh, but you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go ahead and search Phillies, and you can pull that all up there. Uh, check out the SXM app now. Something I need to address as well before we get into the uh, looking forward part of it. Uh, I didn't tell you what's going on with my face here. If you're watching on YouTube, I have the mustache back. And I had the mustache for a lot of last summer, and I decided to bring it back because the victory shirt has been working, and it seems a momentum change. I can't talk. A momentum change can be good for this team. I don't know that it will actually affect anything, but I needed a personal switch up. 
The Phillies need a little bit of a vibe change. So I'm doing the little that I can to contribute to that. So I went mustache. We'll see if this will pop the momentum for the Philadelphia Phillies and get them winning baseball games again. They've lost four of their last five. They have not been playing well. So I'm doing my part to help. I'm trying my best over here, folks. It's all I can do, but I'll do all I can do to try and help the Philadelphia Phillies win. Now, one guy who did not do all he could do to help the Philadelphia Phillies win yesterday was Trey Turner. He went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. He had two bad errors in the game, and he was ejected in the fifth inning. And it was just – it was the low point of Trey Turner's season. It was the low point of Rob Thompson's season. Arguably, it was the low point of the entire Philadelphia Phillies team's season. So what do you do? Well, you get to play the next day. You wake up, you walk back out there, and you try and win. And that's baseball. The good thing is you don't have to wait a week. You don't have to go to media availability Monday through Friday and talk about what touchdown you should have scored or what reception you should have had or what interception you shouldn't have thrown and this, that, and the other thing. No, you talk after the game, you wipe it, you go to bed, you wake up, you go to the ballpark, you do the same darn thing. So Trey Turner is going to be the guy that I'm looking at tonight. How do you mentally bounce back from a night that saw you get out all three times you batted, two weak pop-outs and a strikeout, get tossed from the game, have multiple errors in the field, cost your team that way? I mean, you're getting paid a bunch of money. Clearly, mentally, he's not in a good spot right now and or as good of a spot. I don't want to say he's not in a good spot because he said last night that he, mentally he's fine. But mentally, he's not in as good of a spot as he'd want to be in, I'm sure he'd tell you. So... Yeah, how does he bounce back from that? Well, he's got an opportunity against a pitcher that's been really good record-wise for Baltimore this year, but the numbers show that he's gettable, and uh, we're very familiar with him. Kyle Gibson is going to be making the start for the Baltimore Orioles. Gibson, of course, our guy Gibby, who was on the team last year, part of the NL championship roster. We remember Kyle Gibson. He initially came here from Texas in the Spencer Strider trade, and then he left this offseason as a free agent. Baltimore scooped him up. What has he done? Well, he's got a 9-6 and six record with a 4-7-6 ERA and a 1-3-6 whip and 121 innings pitched. Uh, I mean, yeah, good pitcher. Right-hander, we know, not anything overpowering speed-wise or stuff-wise. He just uh, paints corners, works well. He's a veteran pitcher who just knows how to mentally work guys like that. He doesn't have a lot of strikeouts, 98 Ks and 121 innings. I mean, that's not, not a lot, but it's not anything crazy. He's allowed 10 home runs, so you can beat him with a long ball a little bit. Uh, but 40 walks is what I'm looking at as well. 40 walks in 121 innings. Go ahead and be a little bit patient with Gibson because that's the thing. He's working the margins. He's working the corners. He doesn't have overpowering stuff. I shouldn't have to tell the Phillies how to beat Kyle Gibson, though. They played with him for uh, last year, all of last year. So, yes. Gibson on the mound for the Orioles. He's facing off against Taiwan Walker, who's 11-4, and one of the best win-loss records in all of baseball. A 4-1-1 ERA, a 1-2-6 whip, um, 94 strikeouts and 107 innings pitched, so more strikeouts per innings pitched. Uh, 43 walks, so a little bit less accurate and 13 home runs. But, I mean, Taiwan Walker looks like the better pitcher than Kyle Gibson on paper. And he's had a good year, and he's due for another really good start. So, Hopefully, Taiwan Walker can go out there and take care of business for the Philadelphia Phillies in that manner. The lineups are out. Kyle Schwarber's going to lead off, but he's going to DH because Bryce Harper's back at first base tonight. Trey Turner will be your starting shortstop. I know some people just groaned at that. He's going to have to play through it. Bryce Harper's playing first, batting third. Nick Castellanos playing right field, batting fourth. Bryson Stott, second base, batting fifth. JT Romito catching, batting sixth. Alec Bohm, third base, batting seventh. Brandon Martian left, batting eighth. Johan Rojas in center, batting ninth. 
Thank goodness. I was tired of the Jake Cave thing. That was another thing that's been bothering me lately. That should be the lineup. Now, there's one, one thing I would consider changing about it right now. Another thing I would consider changing about it in the future. The first thing, I would think about playing Marsh in center and Rojas in left, but I guess Rojas is more comfortable in center. Marsh is the more senior player, so you trust him to handle change better. That's why they're doing it, but I'd like Rojas in left too. I don't know. Either's fine. That's nitpicking, but I just feel like I like Brandon Marsh in center field more because of the relationship with Nick Cassianos and ranging to that gap and, and covering that ground, knowing he could cut over there. But that's minor. The other thing that would be major, but I could see happening further down the line, not now, is a change at leadoff. And I know people want that, but Rob Thompson doesn't seem ready to take Kyle Schorber out of that leadoff spot. Uh, Trey Turner can't bat there. I've heard some stuff about maybe Harper should it be leadoff. I don't see that at all, even though he's batting 293. I wouldn't want to mess with where Bryce Harper is in the lineup. Uh, Nick Castellanos, fine. Bryce Stott's fine. Like, Stott might be your leadoff hitter. Trey Turner, if he figures it out, could be your leadoff. I, I don't know who you put up there. That's the thing, right? Like, Kyle Schwarber doesn't look great in the leadoff spot. But I don't know who you put there right now. And Trey Turner, maybe you drop him down in the lineup at some point and see if that revitalizes him. But I don't know that it's where he's hitting in the lineup. I just think he's in a tough spot mentally. So that's your lineup. Their careers against Kyle Gibson, because some of these guys have faced him, despite being his teammate last year. Schwarber's over one career. Turner's two for eight career. Harper's over two career. Nick Castellanos has seen him the most. 10 for 43 against Kyle Gibson, a 233 average, and over two Brandon Marsh. So if you're scoring at home, a zero average, a zero average, a 250 average, a 233 average, a zero average. The guys that have seen Kyle Gibson have not had a ton of success against him, but they haven't seen him a lot. Nick Castellanos has homered off of him twice, uh, but he struck out against him 13 times, which means Kyle Gibson must have gotten the memo that – Breaker low and away is what will get you. So that's what you got. Now here's the lineup for Baltimore that'll face off against Tywin Walker. Gunnar Henderson's going to lead off and play shortstop. Adley Rushman's back in the game. He sat last night. He's going to catch Anthony Santander in right field. Uh, O'Hearn at first base. Mount uh, Mount Castle DHing. Frazier at second. Hayes in left. Kowser in center. Westberg in, at third. So that's what you're looking at as far as the lineup for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, none of these guys have really faced Tom Walker all that much. Ryan Mountcastle, the most of bats against him. He's one for 10. Uh, Frazier, two for eight. Hayes, over four. Santander, two for six career. Uh, never given up a home run to any of these players. Knock on wood. But the Phillies are favored. 57.1% chance to win tonight. Minus 125. That could just be the analytics expecting to come out of a tough stretch. It could be that. Tywin Walker seems to be the better pitcher on paper than Kyle Gibson. It could just be a home game, Phillies, good team, figure it out. But I don't know. Bottom line, the Phillies are favored to beat the Orioles tonight. So uh, we'll we'll see at 6.40 p.m. or later. Eastern Standard Time, Phillies-Orioles game two of the three-game set. Phillies need it to avoid losing another series. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull everything up there. Coming up, we're going to wrap up with Off the Poll and tell you about the results of the poll that we put out yesterday because I forgot about it over the weekend. We'll do that as uh, we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, let's get into Off the Poll. So what it is, again, if you're not familiar, if you missed uh, earlier episodes this week, 
place a poll question out on Twitter. Everybody votes. We get the responses. I read the responses. I tell you whether or not I agree with the responses. And because of what was going on in the Phillies game and the time that I tweeted it, we actually got uh, seven responses just right in things as well to this one. So we'll, we'll go through those. But our off-the-poll question uh, yesterday was, if the Phillies only approve at one uh, position at the trade deadline, what do you want it to be? And I gave you three options. First base, third base, left field, and starting pitcher. Now, I'll go through the write-in responses first. Shortstop. Someone said Cody Bellinger. Someone said correct, so they just want everything. Shortstop. Pitching is fine. That's need to wake up, but need shortstop. Maybe shortstop at this point. So all of them is not a valid answer. People are down bad on the Phillies, and that many people writing in shortstop. Uh, I know it was the hot thing to criticize Trey Turner last night, but are people really considering the Phillies need to add a shortstop at the deadline? You're not going to play him over Trey Turner, so it's a moot point. And you can't trade Trey Turner. I don't want to hear it. He's got a no-trade clause. No one's moving him. Like We're not giving up on Trey Turner. The issue is we might be giving up on Trey Turner for this season. Not for the length of the contract. Look what happened with Nick Castellanos. I'm not guaranteeing that'll happen with Turner. I'm just saying like he's not done for his career, but he looks bad this year. Let's get into the actual results. Uh, the lowest response, 1% of people said third base. Here's the reason why third base was included. It's not because I think Alec Holmes stinks or anything like that. The reason third base was included was because Nolan Arenado out, is out there and exists. And if you think you could play Alec Bohm at first and D.H. Price Harper and get away with Kyle Schwarber and left because you add Nolan Arenado at third base, maybe some people see that as an opportunity. Apparently, not that many, though. Only 6% were saying add at first base. Could you imagine two months ago asking this question and only 6% of people are saying first base was a need? Uh, that is just showing you how good Bryce Harper has debuted at first base and how comfortable people feel with him there. There's nothing that guy can't do. Uh, 25% went where I would have went, starting pitcher. And that's where I voted on this one, too. Yeah, I vote on these. Uh, starting pitcher. I think it's a huge position of need. And while our winner, left field, and I'll tell you how much percentage that got in a second, is a valid option for offense, I think the biggest thing come playoffs, time, and I still think this is a playoff uh, team, is you need starting pitching like the Astros had last year, uh, where you can just trot out six guys that can all start and all give you a really good opportunity and you have backups and depth and guys that get throw long in the bullpen and all that good stuff. Starting pitching wins championships to me. And I think the Philadelphia Phillies are still slightly lacking in that, even though they've been much better as of late. And 68% of you said left field. I think a lot of people are done with Kyle Schwarber. I think there's a clear opening out there as Jake Cave has been playing the last couple of days. Let's see what Yohan Roas looks like uh, tonight in center and Brandon Marsh in left. Let's see if that's a viable option maybe going forward, but I totally get it. I've already brought up Adam Duvall, who's a left fielder. Left field, I'm not mad at that being the top option. I am surprised that it's 68% of the vote and nothing else got over a quarter. But those are our responses for Off the Poll. Thank you so much for everyone who tweeted in on that, who uh, voted uh, over 100 votes on that one. So good sample size there, so I really appreciate that. Listen, hopefully the Phillies will win a couple of games and put themselves in position to be super aggressive at the trade deadline, but we will see tonight. Phillies, Orioles, game two. Got to bounce back. You have no other options. So that's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing. Locked on Phillies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll talk to you next time on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Phillies.